Welcome to Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell. This is where we have deep, intimate conversations about self-empowerment and future existence. I am an intuitive healer and a light leader who has been called to activate other light leaders. So I'm curious, are you one of them? So by listening, lean in and see if you are ready to be that eternal potential you've been called to be. Using your bravery, your talents, your tenacity, can you be innovative and adventurous in order to activate your life and lead from that place? This is where we learn how to love ourselves from the inside out and love the whole world over and over again. Enjoy the show. Welcome to February on Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell. And under the the theme of Be Potential for 2024, the subset for February, the word is eternal. Eternal. So eternal means without beginning or end. Yeah, right? Always existing, perpetual, enduring, immutable, infinite, I would add. And we felt that part of recognizing your eternal beingness would be to embrace it, right? To embrace the enigmatic part of you or the mystery of you that resides within you all the time, all the time, 24-7, even when you're sleeping. You are, we are, every being on this planet is an eternal spark of the divine, And when we can embrace that idea, really embrace it, then at least for me, it takes some of the um, needing to get things done out of it, needing to fix things, needing to have others be different so I can feel safe and comfortable, being recognizing and embracing that mysterious, eternal being that you already are really kind of helps just take the sting out of life. It really does, you guys. So this month, we've got some really, again, amazing people that I've had juicy conversations with. I'm so blessed to do what I do and um, and celebrate that. So eternal. Think about it. And meanwhile, if you're looking for... Um, extra support, go to susanburrell.com, click on the Insight Timer app and listen to my guided meditations or get my book, Live an Empowered Life, a 30-Day Journey, or my inspiration cards, which are affirmations that you can just pull a card, read it, tuck it in your pocket and go about your day and you read it again when you need some inspiration. Anyway, eternal. Enjoy our show. So everyone, we we are in this amazing flow of a new year, and we are now in the month of E for B potential, E for eternal, eternal. And um, a couple other words came up when my team and I were creating the theme this year. And so eternal, we also had embracing and enigmatic. So so enigmatic is kind of like it's kind of hard to put your finger on thing, and, but embracing the 
eternal. So I'm I'm just so curious how this conversation is going to go today because I have a woman who is an energy healer, intuitive, and she is just stunning in her vibrancy. So I want to welcome Mary Sanders. Mary, thank you for joining me. Oh, Susan, I have to say wholeheartedly that it is my honor to be with you and the listeners today. So thank you for allowing me this kind of megaphone to to share some wisdom and potentially some additional knowledge about the human energetic system and how it relates to the human body and health and well-being. So thank you. And I want to express gratitude to you for all that you do as an intuitive into holding space for other people in their healing. So thank you for being you. Thank you, my dear. I appreciate that. So let's dive in and talk about the um, energy patterns that we hold and 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 how does that um, create unhealthiness or you know unhappiness or what let's let's just talk about that first mary okay well susan i'd like to add to your definition of eternal and that'll Great. lead us right into your question which i will get to and when you said the word eternal, what came up for me intuitively was soul remembrance. Yeah. And for and for me and for the work that I do, my intention for all those that I hold sacred space for is that they can then remember their soul's essence, meaning that they can go back to the original blueprint that they were designed to come on to this planet with. Okay. So when I hold space with that intention, it leads me into the energetic systems, plural, that run within us and that surround us. So when we want to have soul remembrance, we want to first make sure that we're connected to our physical body and connected to the earth's frequency. And then second of all, we want to release any discordant energy which no longer serves us in present time. Mm -hmm. And that means getting releasing other people's energies that we may be consciously or unconsciously holding. And then aligning, aligning the vertical power current or the Shashumna channel as yogic philosophy uh, refers to and lighting up the chakra system that was, that is within all of us. Okay. And so uh, Mary, you just, that's just in that little nutshell, there are so many different pieces I want us to like pull apart. Um, so if if you don't mind, let's go let's back to re releasing di discordant energy. How do we do that? How do we do that? Wow, that's a um, a simple but yet complex process, okay? Um, first and foremost, um, and I can only speak from my lens, and I know, Susan, that ultimately you and I speak the same language, but we may look at things just a little bit differently or we may identify things just a little bit differently. And I'm happy to explore any of those differences um, because I know that your listeners are accustomed to listening to you and in, in your words. But essentially, when I hold sacred space for another person, it is it becomes obvious if, if uh, from the very first signature, the very first sign in, I begin to pick up 
discordance or other people's energy via psychometry through my hand. After a person immediately accepts uh, the healing and wants to lift the veil for a reading, then my and we greet spirit to spirit, then my hands start to pick up. It's interesting. It's like I can put my hands facing out towards a client remotely and I can start to feel vibrancy within my fingertips, something that's what I would call kind of like sideways frequency or tingling or various different vibrations that doesn't match the life force frequency of the person that I am holding space for. And then through a little bit more questioning, I can determine which, which level or wow. chakra may be, in, may be compromised. Okay, so, so it leads you to the chakra system di directly. It does, and also the biofield. And the auric field, as you and I both know, is nothing but layers that represent and are um, intertwined with the chakra system. So then we start to, because we want to get a clear read of the person that we're holding space for, we use various different colors and frequencies and set intentions and visualization to ground out that discordant energy. Now, that's just like um, getting the low-hanging fruit. Meaning right. that once we do this first cleanse, a lot is going to shake off the tree, Right. But you and I both agree that there can potentially be deeper levels to this discordant, whether it be a memory this lifetime, previous lifetime, an ancestral memory, a, um, uh, uh, a karmic memory. All of that can still be stored within the physical body, creating a discordant. So the first shaking of the tree, you know, to just release the low-hanging fruit, I just want to get a snapshot. The intention is to see, sense, and feel the spirit that is um, that I am supporting. Where does the spirit want to go in that healing journey? And yes, it does take me into the chakra system, which then takes me into the central nervous system. Wow. I love that pathway that you just described, Mary, because again, and that's a, uh, my sense of your work, having not experienced it directly, is that you can, you're very facile at moving that through in a fairly quick way. So it's not like a struggle of tons of different sessions. So, uh, so in, in, in grounding that discordant energy, and you mentioned, uh, uh, it could be past life memory and all that stuff. Um, do we, in your opinion, come in with that discordant energy from a previous lifetime, even though we, you know, in, in between lifetimes, uh, my understanding is we clear and we uh, come to uh, a, a realization of what the agreements were we made past lifetime that maybe we didn't fulfill and and then a decision to then move into another lifetime. So do we come in with that discordant energy from previous lifetimes? Well, 
First and foremost, I want to say that I agree that we do have some contractual agreements that we come, we agree to come into this physical world with, yeah, okay? Yeah. Whatever those major life lessons are that we are looking to transcend. And then I will say that there is an additional layer, genetically speaking, you know, when the Y and the X chromosome come together, right? Genetically, that is carrying the history the history of many generations, many cultures, belief system, genetic makeup, that then can get programmed within the cells of our body, which ultimately comprise the tissues of our physical being. Oh my goodness, I never saw it that way. Um, So let me just say to you, Mary, what I think I just heard you say, okay, because I haven't heard it this way. So the DNA the the beginning strand for this lifetime that dna also brings in the ancestral awareness the past life learnings the um the into the physical body i see i oh wow i just got something mary i have i tend to see energy as one thing and my physical body as another thing and 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 i constantly in my personal work is is aligning with a high frequency of love within this physical body but i didn't i didn't see that what you just described about the dna bringing in all that you know i i think it's more i was thinking of it more as a the spiritual as access point but it makes so so much sense because then that explains why certain people have um you know, like genetic, physical ailments that supposedly get passed down through your genetics. I personally, I don't. I I personally don't believe that. Um, that I because I believe that I I my I can control the energy in my body, or focus it, or release it. Um, and it's not about what my grandfather had or my great great grandmother did or anything. It, but that's that's just my consciousness awareness. So, so I'm so excited that you mentioned this whole. It, it brings it all together for me. Thank you. Well, let's. I um, as I'm listening to you, I'm getting more information to share. So let's go back to the idea of the chromosomal makeup that happens right when yes. the sperm infiltrates into the egg. And so what I believe is that those chromosomes are carrying the memory, the ancestral memories, right? And so I know that those chromosomes, even though it comes from two people, ultimately it can be a genetic uh, a genetic makeup of generations. So right. if you go back even just 12 generations, you have over 1,200 various different people that are impacting your genetic makeup. Holy moly. Now, I, I agree with you in that what you choose to do to your body, your environment, right? Your environmental makeup outweighs your genetic predisposition by at least a ratio of five to one. So you may hold a gen- recessive gene, but you need to have either a belief system, a trauma, a life event that can then turn on the switch for the expression of this recessive gene that you inherited uh-huh. in order for it to become activated. 
And I do believe, even if it does come active, that you have the empowerment, you have the ability to overcome that illness. Wow. Wow, that's powerful, Mary. That's really powerful. So then in um, coming illness, let's just go there. Um, is it important to be aware of the chakra system within the body as, as you work to overcome, eliminate, heal? Absolutely. Absolutely. And just for the sake of today's conversation, I'm only going to refer to the seven lower chakras. There are many more energy chakra systems and layers beyond that. But for the sake of simplicity and for the sake of time, I believe, and I, I believe that you believe the same thing, in that the chakra system is energetically designed to receive incoming information through the auric system. And it has to, violation of the work system only happens if we allow it and if our boundaries are not strong enough. And mm -hmm. if an illness or something, a courting or some kind of a, uh, uh, if there's any rips, holes, tears, perforation that happen within the work system, that's how external information that is outside of our biofield actually gets into the physical chakra system. And so the chakra system energetically is designed to assimilate that information. From the chakra system, it then goes into the corresponding endocrine gland, if you yep. will, and then travels through the nervous system, the, the highway of nerves connected to those endocrine glands, and then goes back into the central nervous system and shoots back up to the brain for the integration of that information. Now, with all of that said, we have parts of our nervous system. Let's just take, uh, let's take the vagus nerve for example. It's the it's a cranial nerve that is uh, the tenth cranial nerve specifically that exits out of the cranium and connects to the body. And this vagus nerve is coined the wanderer. It's a long nerve. It's the second longest nerve within the body, second to the sciatic nerve. And oh, wow. this, this uh, vagus nerve exits out of the brain and then travels down. And it interconnects with the parasympathetic nervous system. And so what ends up happening, it innervates the heart. It innervates the lungs. It travels down and it innervates the gut. And so the beauty of this one nerve is that 80% of its nerve fibers carry information from the body. Get this, I find this so cool and so important in that the body, as we store the information, then in our trillions of cells, can then send that information, 80% of the information of that nerve carries it from the body, the body wisdom that we know it, and then, then transfers it back up to the brain for integration. So we have a two-way wow. cycle. We have the brain down to the body and we have the body up to the brain. Wow. Amazing. I've never heard that described before. Isn't that and I always got 
I always wondered what the vagus, I've had um, healers talk to me about the vagus nerve and I never um, investigated exactly what it was, but I can feel the the movement energetically within my body when I focus on that. That's amazing. So what does that get us then, Mary? Is it, is it, so then are we, you know how a lot of spiritual people talk about being stuck in your head? So if the vagus nerve is going down from the brain, down through the body, all the way back up and integrating, are we stuck in our heads? No. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the awareness, some people can be, some people are, definitely. I don't want to discredit your statement, but I think that because uh, we have a somatovisceral response that's happening within our body, and this is why I try to help support people in listening to their bodies because it mm -hmm. gives them the chance. The body will give us so much information, mm -hmm. so much information, but the majority of the people, number one, um, don't slow down to receive the information or they might be a little fearful of the information they might receive and, oh my goodness, am I going to have to make some lifestyle changes? You know, is there going to be some healing involved if I really listen? And probably, yes. <laughs> right. Right. And boy, and I'm one of those people that wiggle and squirm if there's a lifestyle change that has to happen. I, you know, I, I, I try so many different ways to get around that, you know, because I'm liking it this way, you know, except my body is shouting sometimes. It's, it don't, don't do that anymore. It doesn't work for you. So like I recently, well, this year had to get off of gluten again in 2023 because it had debilitated my, um, my gut system by, by whatever they call it, by no, whatever they call it, Mary. And, um, and I had been ignoring all the signs and I, I, I've been off of gluten before in my lifetime because for the very reason that it just destroys my gut. And all of that. So here I am again. I can't, you know. Uh, and once I decided to not do gluten, my body rapidly healed. You know, I had to do other things to help it rapidly heal. But it was almost like, oh, thank God you were listening finally, you know. So, yeah. um, you know, though, Susan, I have to say, I'm assuming that you're. Uh, that you have a listener bracket that perhaps has seen the decades go by, as I have. And I can honestly say that what worked for me in my 20s, no way would it work for me now. What worked for me in my 30s and my 40s and my mid-50s, I mean, seriously. As we age, we get to allow the space for transformation according to the changes. Yes, your microbiomes definitely were talking to you you know, when you think about the fact that you have five to six pounds of bacteria sitting in your gut, you know, those 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 cells, the bacteria are going to scream at you to say, more diversity, more diversity, get off of gluten. And you have a choice, right? This is right. what I mean. You know, the environment outweighs the genetic predisposition. You get to say, okay, I surrender. I'm off gluten again. Well, you know, so it's interesting, Mary, because I, you know, being a woman of a certain age now, and I, when I'm out in the world, I notice other women my age, and we're all walking around with this, this spare tire, you know, this, this thing that's protecting and, okay, 
the thing that's protecting the gut area. You know, it's not necessarily protecting, but that's, but I also know as a, as an empath, as an energetic healer, that that uh, grows when I am challenged uh, by energy systems that I'm walking into or uh, processing. And oftentimes, this isn't healthy, everybody, processing for someone else, you know, that, that kind of a thing. So, uh, yeah, the wittiest... They, I have a funny. I have a funny story. I have a funny story that relates exactly to what it is that you're sharing, and um, so I see energy and I feel energy, and so I couldn't figure out until like literally my mid thirties, even forties. It's like I would go visit family over the holiday season, and yes, I would overeat, overindulge, but I would look at myself naked coming out of the shower and I would like look at my 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 profile and I would say I know I overate but that much like I could physically see the excessive energy yes. that I was carrying as the result of being around beautiful people but people that knew how to infiltrate my system and I allowed them because my defenses were down if I was drinking wine or eating excessive sugar, their energy infiltrated. I, like you, am an empath. And so that goes straight into the second chakra, which lies just below the navel. And so that excessive padding that we carry in that space is indeed energetic and also physical. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because um, my father was ill this last year in 2023, very ill. And I had to take care of him. And I was stepping into new ground that he and I hadn't discussed because he's been healthy as a horse all his life. And I I tended to do way too much because of being empath empathic. I was trying to, to meet all the needs that I felt were there, but he wasn't ready. And so I started gaining weight and gaining more weight and gaining more weight and and now he's healthy, completely healthy. And he looks at this this rubber tire I got right now, and he's like, "Are you okay?" You know, and and he he worries about me, right? Um, because he's ninety, uh, and you know, and he's like, "Are you sure you should get an MRI?" I'm like, "No, Dad, Dad, no, it's just energy. I'm working on it. It's going. It's diminishing." It's just, I'm just moving the energy out of my body. Don't worry about, it. which of course he can't comprehend because, you know, all the medical doctors are right. You know, it, it's crazy. So yeah, energy that surrounds us and infiltrates us. And that's why it's important to uh, be aligned with what our, I mean, aware of what our triggers are that would maybe cause that energy to come in and hook us, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And back to the theme of eternity and back to the idea that we are to align with our soul's remembrance. So we are designed to be the containers of this vibrancy that we agreed to be this lifetime around. And so I love that. It doesn't serve us. We think, we think, consciously, we honestly believe, we tell ourselves, 
I'm helping my dad. I'm going to carry everything that he can't possibly carry right now because he's ill. And I get it, Susan. I have an 87-year-old father who does this. You know, I do the same thing. You know, I'm like, how I know about boundaries. Why am I allowing this to compromise my space? And it happens. It happens. But we think that we're doing it for the benefit of the other person. And ultimately, the truth is, whether you and I bump up against this or not, is that it doesn't serve them, the other person, for us to carry whatever is part of their journey. So, yeah, that was my lesson. That was one of the big aha lessons yet again, Mary, yet again. Uh, that it it doesn't serve to pick up other people's um, responsibilities or stuff, uh, unless maybe they ask you to help. But it doesn't serve because what happens, or what I notice, and this was happening when my mom was alive, is I was getting in the, in the way of the karma that was being worked, the for their soul uh, purpose, for their soul growth, and the only way for some of us to get that karma equalized, burned off, is you got to go through the garbage. You know, you have to like experience the whatever it is, emotional trauma, physical illness, in order to move along on the soul trajectory and learn from it, you know, learn from it. So it was a big learning time for me and for my father, right? You know, and what you just shared is very much a Buddhist principle. And as as people are getting older, they want the opportunity to burn whatever this karma is so that they don't have to carry it into the next lifetime. And that, you know, it elevates their stature during their next evolution. You know, it's it's still complex, Susan. But yet as humans, you know, I mean, you know, we're, let's face it, we're beautiful spirits living in, you know, in a physical body, having a human existence and it's hard. It's hard when yeah. you're faced with those pivotal uh, transitions. Which yeah. Lie. So the one of the things is um, recognizing, at least for me, and what I like to um, encourage uh, my son, my daughter-in-law, um, people that I work with, uh, that we are eternal beings. There isn't a beginning or end because we're part of this extensive, expansive uh, eternality that is always in action, very dynamic, always moving and growing, expanding uh, by means of us as well. Because as we learn and grow and evolve while we're here on planet Earth, that information or learning uh, or completion process that some of us go through while we're here um, integration process then is also then goes uh, radiates into that eternality into that larger um, expanse of divinity if you will and that's why part of um, looking at eternality it's important to embrace it not be afraid of it I think because in the embracing that this is the actual reality that we are eternal beings for some of us okay for me for me i get a little okay so i don't have to i don't have to be perfect right now this minute because i'm an eternal being constantly evolving and i'm going to embrace that not not like my human 
minded perfectionism. <laughs> and I, I completely agree. I think that when we align with our soul remembrance and when we align with um, literally some higher levels of energy frequencies and higher chakra systems and higher levels of consciousness, I do believe that we align the, with all that is abundant and all that is intentful and purposeful. And um, my point that I wanted to make in alignment to what you were just communicating is that uh, that is our, that's our right. That is our right to accept all aspects of where we are in that soul remembrance journey and realize that there's an element, and I, and I say this and I want to clarify immediately after I say it, but there's an element of perfectionism. Yep. Meaning that I am perfect at this moment in this very given time. So that means you are embracing all aspects, mm -hmm. all aspects. And I think that that's, you know, comes from a state of compassion, self-compassion, um, and then compassion for others. But we're doing the best that we can with all the tools that we have available to us. Right. And, and, and self-compassion for many people is a bigger challenge than compassion for others. You know, it's, it's hard. I don't know why it's hard, Mary. I don't know why, but it is a challenge to be compassionate for ourselves. And, you know, as part of that, you know, oh, so this one I'm hearing is that sometimes the compassion we feel for others is a distraction that keeps us looking outside of ourselves instead of going within and finding those those pockets that need that extra love that need that extra compassion and and gentleness and kindness within ourselves so that we can continue that um expanded evolution uh mm. Mm. okay listeners full disclosure this is in intuition moving through so whether i start this conversation we'll see our way through it okay so the idea, what you just said triggered something for me as I was listening to you. And that is the heart system is the only chakra system that has its own individual torque field. What does that mean? That means a torque field in theory should look, um, I want to, I want to be able to say it's kind of like, it's not as an infinity symbol. Please don't misunderstand but the infinity symbol is to what goes out, then must come and return. Exactly. And so that torque system, we have a main vertical torque system that runs through us horizontally. But what happens vertically, excuse me, that happens vertically. But what ends up happening is then we get a secondary horizontal torque field that then can exceed outside of the biofield or the auric field. And that's our desire. I believe, Susan, that's what you're holding space for, is holding space yes. for love and compassion yeah. to be felt and experienced by all people. But the point that we were having was, why is it so easier to have love and compassion for others versus the for ourselves? And what was shown to me was that torque field 
that it's easy, most easy to see what's in front of us. Then we can start to tap into what's happening energetically behind us. But very few of us, and what was just shown to me as you were talking, was the return of that energy. That recycling of what's in the environment, if you will, if we can tap into universal love for other people and to be in that level of consciousness, then that also then in turn resides within us. I so agree, Mary. And, and what you just said about uh, you can you can feel it in front of you, you can give it out in front of you. At, at, but the recognition, I love that you did the the Turek thing. That, you know, I, I um, oh, I'm forgetting the quantum physics. Anyway, uh, it, it is like an infinity sign. I use that often in, in my personal meditations when I want to clear something and bring something in. But being aware that as you're giving out, it is going to come back into you. So many people feel like they get burned out because they give so much and they don't think they're getting it back. But then when you're talking about and then feel what's coming, you know, it comes, you can become aware of what's behind you, not not in a... Um, not at a physical thing, you know, like I got a picture behind me or whatever, mm -hmm. but, but that energy, because you have to move the energy through as well. So it, that's, that's a, that's a form of integration, right? Where mm -hmm. you're, it, that whole idea of what goes around comes around, but th that simplifies it too much. I love that you said that, Mary. I love, thank you so much. Yeah. So uh, I do, I'm sorry, I, I get, I'm compelled to jump in and just to remind everyone that you have a front side of the expression of a chakra system and you have the backside expression. So that tiniest part of the vortice of the energy center is entangled within that vertical power current. And so we have that expression happening forward and backward at all times. So again, when we think about energy systems, we think about the uh, auric field, we then, I would wish that everyone were to then in the meditation complete that auric system surrounding their entire physical body above, around, and all the way down to the ground, all yep. the way into filtering into uh, a few layers of the earth's surface. Yeah. When I am... Uh in meditation or when I'm leaving my house, I call light, you know, a particular ray of light that I might be working that day. Like today I'm working a blue ray, you know, at, above, as above, so below, to the left, to the right, in front, behind. And then I can feel that uh, system join and connect. And then I'm in this beautiful ray as I go about my day. So, you guys, Mary's podcast is called Energy Medicine. Um, so I, I get more of Mary on that podcast, I know. And she's got, um, check out what, she, what else she's up to. You go to Dr. Mary Sanders, S-A-N-D-E-R-S.com. So Mary, you have a, a retreat soul retreat coming up what share a little bit about that and how people can uh get get to do it with you yeah i have to say that susan it is one of my greatest honors to hold space sacred space for a whip for a group of women who are wishing to embark upon learning the tools of 
energetic reclamation so that they can then become aligned with their true essence and to live a life with full expression of self. And I feel blessed because I get to co-facilitate um, a international retreat on a yearly basis. And this upcoming Embody Your Soul retreat is happening in March. And I believe it starts on the 16th of, the, of March, going to the 23rd. And we are traveling to Sayulita, Mexico. Uh, last year, we were down in Costa Rica. We have plans to do so European and more South American destinations in the in the upcoming years. So it just, oh, I cannot tell you how powerful and transformative that these retreats get to be for all the people participating, including myself and Kathleen, the other co-facilitator. So, I, so, Susan, I really appreciate you bringing this up and providing me the platform to be able to share that. So thank you. Absolutely. I think uh, I think supporting each other as empowered women, awake and aware women is so important because that's what's that's what's going to uh, continue to uplift uh, humanity. And then because we have chosen to be here this time to serve humanity, serve humanity with light and love. So I appreciate everything that you do, Mary. And you have a, a, a gift uh, for the listeners and tell them how they can get there. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you. I almost forgot about that. And my gift to you is understanding your chakra guide and this intention by me putting together this brochure or packet of information is to empower you with some tools and ideas as to how to support your energetic system to experience more clarity, more vitality, and overall well-being. So that is free to any of you. All you need to do is just visit my website and you'll find at the very top banner uh, the opportunity to download that chakra guide. So it would be my honor. Um, it's available to each and every one of you. Thank you so much. Uh, that's exciting right there. To, you know, you can you, you can go on Mary's retreat, everybody, but you can also learn about your chakra systems and start helping yourself now. And I think that that's really important. So Mary Sanders, thank you so much for joining me. It's been a delight. We could talk for hours. I know it. I do so too. Later in the year. <laughs> we could be endless in our communication. So but sincerely, Susan, thank you for um, sharing your time with me today and allowing me to be connected with you and your listeners. So the honor has been mine. Thank you. Just going to end with, and so it is, namaste. Well, that wraps up our empowering chat today. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, go to susanburrell.com. You can... See all of the information about my new book, Live an Empowered Life, A 30-Day Journey. You can also access guided meditations that I have on Insight Timer through the website. And just see what else is out there on my site that you might find empowering and exciting to experience. You can also contact me through the website at susan at So That's it for today. See you next time.